you want to make sure that as a, you're a control freak so that everything goes the way you want it to go so to. that everybody's happy and you want right. the recognition. And when it doesn't go that way, you become like an overreactor. I was right. a nuclear reactor. <laughs> wow. Right? So I read that. I was like, wow. You mean I don't have to have the world on my shoulders? It was as if this man, Don Miguel Ruiz, had told me a secret that everybody in my life had been telling me forever. But until that moment, I wasn't ready was to hear it. Right. Oh, the light has shown and I get it now. Yes. And that started my journey. I went to that first weekend and they said to me, you don't have to continue to be who you think you have to be. Let's create who you want to be. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is The Audacious Living Podcast, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to bring you another audacious, informative, action-packed episode. Uh, at the same time, we're still continuing our goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Welcome to episode 206. And uh, if you're a regular subscriber of the podcast, you know we're all about helping people get better. And, and if you're that type of person who, who, who or knows of someone who, who fall, easily falls victim to negative thinking or worry, then this is the episode for you. Martin Salama is today's guest. He's here to share his personal story about how he had to work through negative thinking to help develop something that he calls the Warrior's Code. Uh, it's, a, it's a total mindset shift uh, that he's used to, to refocus his thinking, to move it from lack uh, to abundance, uh, uh, helps him how to enjoy life, as well as the ability to live incredibly full every day. Uh, it's a great chat that I'm certain that you'll all enjoy. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Martin Salama. Enjoy. Hey, Martin, thank you for, for joining me today here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's a, a pleasure for uh, of you to, to, to make the time like this. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Audley. I love your name. It's, you're so audacious. It's in your name. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you know, and, and obviously things are, are just meant to be. I, I remember kind of going through the process. And, and even when I started the podcast, Martin, um, it was at a time where, you know, COVID kind of took everything from everyone and I wanted to do something that was substantial, had meaning and value to me. And I said, Hey, let's do a podcast. And, and I, then you get to the, okay, what do you want to do a podcast about? And I started to sort of think about, okay, what things mattered to you, what were important to you, what was, had value. Cause anything you do that means something to you, it, it, it's going to, it's going to, certainly you're going to be more passionate about it. And exactly. I started to do some kind of analysis of my own personal life. And, and on the on the strength of every victory, every major accomplishment, every success, somewhere along the line, I demonstrated some form of audacity and didn't even realize it. I didn't label it. I didn't know this is what it is. I was just doing it, operating naturally. 
and everything else fell into place. And here we are. Hundred well, sounds like when you were born, your parents knew something about you. They did. They did. They knew you were going to be audacious. So there it is. I, I, ironically enough, oddly is actually my father's name, and I'll tell you, he's pretty audacious too. So it runs <laughs> in the family. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Well, I'm I'm excited to be here with you. Great, thank you. Uh, and I'm excited to hear all about you know living incredibly full every day, which is the warrior's life code, which is something that um, is very passionate and near and dear to you. And so perhaps um, as a starting point, we can get you to describe uh, what the warrior's life code is all about and 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 how you got it started. Sure. So as you said, the warrior's life code is about living incredibly full every day. I live incredibly full every day, and that came from things that had happened in my life over the first 50 years of my life that got me to that point mm-hmm. to finally said, I got to figure out what's going on here and make some changes. And even then it took me a couple of more years till I developed this, uh, this system of, right. of living incredibly full every day. <clears throat> and it, it all came about. And I'd say really the best part to start would be in 2008 when uh, the financial world fell apart. My wife and I were working on a project for five years Okay. to build a multi-million dollar health club and tennis center out by the Jersey Shore. Okay. And it took us five years because you had to find the land. We have to get the, you know, right. negotiate. Uh, we had to then get a feasibility study and then find the architects, engineers, go to the city and then say, oh, you need to do a civil engineer. We need to know about the parking and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And five years and three plus million dollars later, we finally got all the approvals. I'm like, okay, great. Let's go right. back to the bank. And in 2005, right. six, seven, I go to them. I go, we're almost there. They go, well, come back when you're there. You know, we're lending like crazy right now in 2005, six, seven. It was like Costco in the bank. You know, when you go to Costco and the lady's <laughs> sitting on the end of the corner and she's like, taste this. Yeah. They were giving samples out like it, was, like it was Costco samples. I love it. You know, walk into the bank. Oh, you want to refi? Great. When did you finance your house? Two years ago. It was 500. Well, we'll give you 800 now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what the way the world was. Yeah. yeah. Who knew what that really meant? Who understood it? We were, we were just going along for the ride. Living, living life, right? Enjoying it. <laughs> so here it is. It's 2008. In the summer of 2008, I go and I go, we did it. We got everything. We're ready to go. And they're like, yep, we're not lending. I'm like, what? What, what are you talking about? Well, things are slowing down. It's, you know, it's catching up to us. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do now? And I'm like freaking out. Comes yep. to September 2008, Bernie Madoff, subprime loans, everything falls apart like a, like a right. house of cards. Yes, yes. Right. Who knew that there was no real foundation there? Who understood that? Right. You know, and right. as a result, I found myself on the bottom of the house of cards. Got you. And I woke up and I had nothing. The three and a half million dollars of my money and other people's money were gone. Wow. Right. Nobody was lending. And I was in a major depression. And it took me about a year to get out of that depression. Right. It was situational depression, obviously. Sure. But, I, I, you know, thank God I didn't do anything drastic. But I was in a bad place. Right. And over that year, I went to some therapy. I went to some coaching. And about a year later, I said, okay, what do I want to do now? You know, I got to start from scratch. I got to rebuild myself. So why mm. not reinvent myself? Mm-hmm. And I looked back over my life and I realized the times that I was most successful was when I'm happiest 
was when I was involved in community events as a leader. Uh, and the leader is the guy that has the people come in and say, they all say, oh, I don't know if I can do what you're doing. You know, right. no, and I'm not asking you to do what I'm doing. I want you to do what you can do. That's right. That's right. right? How much time do you have? I can give you like two hours a week. Okay, great. And I would show them what they can do with that time. And I realized I was showing them their potential. I was a life coach. So I said, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me do that. Right. And about two months before I was going to start my life coach training was my 24th wedding anniversary, okay. which happens to fall out the day after uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. 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 It's my 24th wedding anniversary. My wife tells me I'm done. I want a divorce. Mm. Now I should have said something and I didn't get you anything like that for our anniversary, you know, but I didn't. <laughs> right. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> it wouldn't have helped the situation. That's for sure. But I was kind of depressed. And, you know, even if I, though I knew it was coming, it didn't real, didn't feel real. I was mad. I was upset. I was sad. I was afraid. Every emotion you could think of, I had. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know what? I got to figure this out. I got to move forward in my life. And it took me a while till I finally moved out. I'm going to be honest with you. Yep. I, that's how much I held on to it. Yep. And that was because, and now I could look back and realize it was because of my own lack of self-worth, lack of self-confidence mm. and fear that no one would ever love me because I didn't even like myself. Why would anybody like me? Right. Got you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I said, okay, well, I'm planning on going to coach training. Maybe this is God's way of telling me this is what you got to do. You want to be a coach? You got to figure yourself out. As a matter of fact, I was telling somebody yesterday when I told one of my sisters I was going to become a life coach, they go, you're going to be a life coach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love your loved thanks, ones. Thanks, you? Sis. you know, your family always tells you this crap, right? <laughs> Gotta love your family. Gotta love them. I love it. So I went and before I went, they said, here's a list of books. Read a couple of these books. Sure. And one of them was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Did you ever read that book? No, no. Oh, my no. God. You must read this book. I can honestly say for myself, it was a life changer. Okay. Okay. And one of the agreements, agreement number two is don't take anything personally. Gotcha. Okay. So I was like, well, what do you mean? Don't take anything personal. That's what I do with everything. <laughs> right. How is that possible? That's impossible. How to do you live. not do that? Right. How I, do you not do that? <laughs> I mean, I looked at my life and as I was going through this now transformation, I realized that I had a very short temper. I was a control freak. I needed recognition for every moment. And I was at the core of it all. I was a people pleaser. Gotcha. And the crazy wow. thing was I was pleasing no one. Nobody. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a very unique combination that you have there being a people pleaser, control freak, got anger issues. That's a very unique combination. That makes sense. But, but if, you, if you think about it, as a people pleaser, you want to make sure that you, as a, you're a control freak so that everything goes the way you want it to go so to. that everybody's happy and you want right. the recognition. And when it doesn't go that way, you become like an overreactor. I was right. a nuclear reactor. <laughs> Wow. So I read that. I was like, wow, you mean I don't have to have the world on my shoulders? It was as if this man, Don Miguel Ruiz, had told me a secret that everybody in my life had been telling me forever. But until that moment, I wasn't ready was to listening. hear it. Right. And, you know, it's as if walking into the into Yankee Stadium and the lights are off and someone flicks them all on. And it's like, you know, the light has shown and I get it now. Yes. And that started my journey. 
I went to that first weekend and they said to me, you don't have to continue to be who you think you have to be. Let's create who you want to be. Hmm. I was like, oh, hmm. that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, it does. Very. Yeah. And that started my journey. The, the, the well, well, first of all, c- c- congratulations on, on getting on that path that you get to, because as you know, Martin, people will go through their entire lives and never come to the realization that, that you came to, uh, which is, which is why the work that you're doing is so important because you, what we're trying to do and, and myself as well is getting people on that pathway to success, to, to right. be their, their, their best audacious selves, to live full every single day. I mean, that's what we're looking to, to do through our own unique ways. Uh, so congratulations on the work that you've done there. Um, Thank you. The, 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 the realization process, I guess that must have been eye-opening for you once you, when you saw what was happening inside of you. And maybe, and, and again, you'd comment on this, but when you start to, I wonder if you, when you start to look back on past situations, you realize how much you didn't help the situation by your reaction. Oh, no question about it. No question about it. I can look at times in my life that I can now say were defining moments, mm. right? And say, I had a decision to make at that moment. Right. And looking back now, at the moment, you don't realize that it's a defining moment. You just think you're making a decision. But it turns your path. It does. And it could turn your path in a 180, even a 45 degree. You know, if you're trying to go straight and you're off one degree in about two miles, you're not so close to where you thought you were going. You're going somewhere else. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the old Bugs Money commercial. He's underground struggling through. He goes, I'm in Bismo Beach. He goes, no, I'm not. Where am I? (laughs) And I I believe we took out the map because I thought I made a left at Albuquerque, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. So, and and what happened was I always thought I was a self-aware type of a person. Yeah. What I came to understand, because now I finished coaching, okay? I finished coach training. I'm a life coach. And I became a divorce recovery coach. I wonder why. (laughs) I understood that coaching had figured out how I can get through my divorce and move forward as Martin 2.0. Gotcha. Right? And as I was doing that for a couple of years, I was coaching. And remember, I lost everything. Yeah. So I had to go find a job. Mm. And at 50, in that economy of 2008 to basically 2012, nobody was really hiring. And if they were, they weren't looking for a 50-year-old guy. <laughs> so finally, I got a job. And it was basically a dead-end job. And I was making next to nothing every week. I would get up and go to work, try to, at night, figure out how to do my coaching. And I would do That's it true. here and there. But what was happening was, is that I told myself I couldn't afford to be coached. Okay. And one day I looked in the mirror. I wasn't happy. I was the heaviest ever was in my life. And I actually had hurt myself jogging up the stairs and I tripped and I got into the shower. I go, okay, God, I get it. You're sending me a message. A friend of mine was on Facebook talking about, he just started doing a 30 minute video workout at home. Okay. I said, oh, I can do that. I could find the time. So I started with that and he started coaching me on the workouts and we went a little deeper after that. And after nine months and the first couple of weeks, I got to tell you, they were killer. I was following, following, following the modified person and I couldn't keep up. Gotcha. And I was even, Oh my God. A couple of times I even an upchuck. Wow. Wow. It was half. That's how out of shape I was. But after nine months, I lost 65 pounds 
And here's what I was talking about. I thought I was self-aware, but really what I was, I was self-conscious. Mm. And I went from self-conscious to self-aware. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And most of the con- your con- people out there to say, is there really a difference? There's a huge difference. And, and here, I want to show you something. Mm-hmm. I came up with, I took my course and turned it into a card deck. Okay. Right? And I actually also just turned it into a book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the card deck is kind of like a... a uh, it goes alongside with it. It goes alongside. But one of my cards, one of my principles is self-aware versus self-conscious. Gotcha. Self-conscious comes from a place of negative energy, guilt, conflict, and doubt. Self-consciousness is more outward directed. It's being more concerned about what others are thinking of you and how the situation is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. You probably react to uncomfortable situations instead of respond. Responding. Right. Self-awareness comes from a place of positive energy, acceptance, contentment, and self-assuredness. Self-assuredness is more inward facing. You have an accurate and realistic understanding of how you're responding to situations and how you feel about things. Huge difference between the two. Very, very much so. And it's funny because as you're reading that, I, I remember, um, you know, reading sort of the the, 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 the the foundational principles of the Warriors Life Code, which is about the acceptance of, you know, who you are as an individual, right? Like accept who we are. But the other part of that is, is responding to the situations that happen in our lives and pros and cons and the ups and downs. And I oftentimes refer to them as the hills and the valleys, right? Where right. the hill at the top of the hill, everything's going fantastic. It's great. Life is wonderful. Everyone's having a party. It's a blast. But as that journey continues, you come down that valley where it doesn't feel good. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. Uh, it's, it's not a pleasant place to be. And so, and so what I oftentimes encourage individuals is find a way to get through those valleys as possible, as quickly as possible. So you can get back on top of that hill and celebrate and have fun again. Exactly right. And, you know, I actually used that, um, that, that exact example in something I was talking about the other day. You're going to have peaks and valleys in your life. Yes. It's how quickly can you get out of the valley that makes the difference, right? And that's about learning to control your emotions mm-hmm. and respond instead of react. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, uh, so here I am. It's 2013, 2014, while I'm there. And yep. I've lost the 65 pounds and I feel very good about myself and I'm doing things like meditating. Okay. I'm ADHD. So could you imagine <laughs> an ADHD guy meditating? I love it. You know, I don't know about you, but for me, ADHD, my mind is always going. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still. But imagine sitting there for 10 minutes like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how people clear their mind. I don't get it. And I was doing the guided meditation, you know, headspace with that. He's such a fantastic voice. Yes. Yes. But yes. even him, I'm like, okay, can you get on with it? <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it moving. I got things right. to do. So one day I was doing this and I was sitting there and I had this download of information mm-hmm. that I was loving my life. And I wanted to show other people how to do it. So I finished the 10 minutes. I actually got through the 10 minutes and I wrote for over two hours. And that ended up becoming the, the blueprints, the, the foundation yep. for the warrior's life code. And what came out of that is the word life, because I wanted to show people how they can love life. And I love acronyms. Yeah. So I said, I love to live incredibly full every day, not just be happy, but be meaningful too. You know, gotcha. there's a lot of people there who have a happy life with no meaning. And there are many people out there having a meaningful life 
I'm not really happy. Mm. So it's that balance of both. Now with this new sense of love of myself, I really did like myself for a change. Right. I started dating. Okay. All right. And as I'm dating, I'm going out on these dates. And one of the biggest things I learned about coaching is values. Yes. I always thought I understood what a value was until mm-hmm. I went through coaching. Mm-hmm. And now I have my set values. And looking back now, I can honestly say I understand why my relationship with my first wife didn't work because our values were not the same. Right. We were codependent. Right. And as a result, it was doomed to fail. Even though we were married for 24 years and we had very happy, very many happy times together and four beautiful sure. children together. Yep. And now as we speak in 2023, I have eight grandchildren. Wonderful. Right? Love it. But I have to tell you, other than my four children, the day she asked me for the divorce was the best gift she ever gave me. Mm. And to, to be able to say that now, that, that that's powerful. It really yeah. is because yeah. I, I'm guessing in the moment, it didn't feel like that at all. Oh no, oh no. I was down for a while. Uh, and so, and here I am, I'm dating and I'm going on these dates and I'm asking the women about their values without them realizing it. I'm just having conversations. Yes. And, and they're being interviewed to see if, will this be the next Mrs. Martin Salama? <laughs> right. right. Nope, nope, nope. And one day I get a call from someone saying, you got to take out this, this woman. She's fantastic. Okay, okay, I'll take her out. And she's checking off all the boxes. Right. And we go again and she's checking off all the boxes. About a month later, I tell her, I got to tell you something. It's been about a month now. And I want to tell you something. And you don't have to say it back to me. But I'm falling in love with you because I love who you are. And I love that you see me as I am. And more important, you're not trying to change me. Well, two years later, we got married. And next in, in June of 2023, it'll be five years. Congratulations. Awesome. So, right. So now, awesome. so now you're probably wondering, okay, well, that's the life part. Where'd the warrior come in? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking the questions for you, man. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm here pins and needles like, well, what? Sure, sure. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> right, right. So, so now it's 2020. Yes. Right. And something crazy happens in the world in 2020. Yeah. And everybody is freaking out. Right, they go okay. We're shutting down the world. It'll be about three weeks, and then everything will be okay. Yep, yep, yep. That was March of 2020. Yes, it was. Now it's May 2020, and we're still kind of shut down. We are. We were. And I turned to my wife and I go, you know what? Let's get every day. By the way, I'm finding ways to get out of the house. My ADHD is not letting me stay in the house. I'm getting out. I'm putting the gloves on. I'm yeah, putting the yeah, mask on. Mask I'm going on. shopping for groceries, whatever. Yep. You know, so I learned her. I turned to her in May. I go, you know what? We live in New York City. We live in Brooklyn. Let's take the kids. She has three kids of her own. Let's go to let's go to the city. Let's drive to the city. Now, I don't know about your audience. Have you ever been to New York City? Yes. Yes. What's it like driving straight up Fifth Avenue, straight down Fifth Avenue? You can walk. Walking is faster. Walking is faster. <laughs> so here we are driving to the city, and I'm able to go straight down Fifth Avenue without missing a traffic light. Oh, wow. There's no cars on the streets. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. very few, and there's nobody walking around. I'm saying, I turn to my wife. I go, Sarita, I don't understand. You could put on your mask. You could even put on those dumb gloves. Yes. And go out, go to Central Park, 
We were stopping in front of every museum on Museum Mile on Fifth Avenue. The kids were taking pictures. We went to Times Square. We were having a blast. And there was nobody there. I said, what is everybody so worried about? And then I realized that the last 10, 12 years from 2008 until 2020, I had been learning how to come over, overcome any obstacle that came in my life. So that's why I wasn't worried because I knew at the end of the day, I'm going to come through this. Yes, I'm yeah. not going to react. So I got onto Facebook yep. and a live stream. And I said, guys, I get it. I know why you're worried. I was there. So let me show you how to go from being a warrior mm-hmm. to a warrior. <laughs> I love it. And that's where the warrior's life code came from. Because for me, it. a warrior is not a guy that goes out and fights a battle. No. It could be. But it's somebody who's gone through adversity and come out the other side stronger. Ah, oh, man. So what, what, one of the things I talk about, and as, 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 a, as a lover of acronyms, you might, you, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. So I, I, I developed what's called the, the bold framework. So to live a more audacious life, is you, you follow this bold framework. The B in bold stands for better than yesterday. The whole idea is it's continuous self-improvement. So it's fantastic you got to the top of the peak of that mountain, but there's a realization that the peak of that mountain is the bottom of the next mountain. So you continue on. The O in the framework, which dies directly to what we're talking about here, is outlast adversity, okay? The the trouble times are going to come. We're all going to experience it. It's going to hit us. It's going to hurt us. It's going to harm us. It's going to do all of those things. But once you outlast the, the significance of outlasting adversity, it's to your point what you just said, because on the other side is where all the greatness lies. So, I, you know, I, I, I think of a, a pathway and there's a boulder in your path. Well, mm-hmm. you got to find a way to get up, under, around, through, over, whatever, because on the other side is where all the great stuff is. And so and then to continue the framework, the L stands for live your truth, uh, which is you being your true, authentic self. And then D is disrupt the norm, which is be that trailblazer. That's I great that 20, 20 people did this pathway. You go down the other way. Right. right. And, and, and it's that bold, that B-O-L-D. And, and, and that will assist you to become and live that more audacious life. And again, but the O is what we just talked about, the outlast adversity, because yeah. of insignificance in doing so. Exactly right. Exactly. I love it, oddly. Fantastic. And it's really that's what it's about. It's about yeah. are you going to stand up and fight for yourself or are you going to go into a pity party, roll into a ball and go into the corner and Cry for the rest of got your you, life. Got you, got you, got you. So, so, so it leads to the question, Martin. Why, why do you think people worry the way they do? You know, that's a great question, and I think it has to do with the with the um, the atmosphere that's around us, and that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. We we don't realize we are conditioned with the will to fail, gotcha. not enough with the will to su- succeed, the will to live, the will to power, <clears throat> right? And it's because it's easy for you to say to yourself, oh, well, it didn't work. I tried and give up. And that get puts onto the worry. And, and, and 2020 is a perfect example of that. People said, oh, my God, the sky is falling. And they close themselves up in their house and they go, we're going to die. Mm. Okay. It's, but if you take the precautions and you do the thing, stop being a worrier. And be concerned and try to do something about it. Wear a mask, put on the gloves, whatever it is you need to do. But live your life as best as you can. Yes. In the process. Look, my wife came home from work. She had to work from home for who knows how long. 
Yeah. And the kids had to come home and work from school. And I was happy. I was living my house. I, I had the house to myself every day. You know, I, I used to joke. I couldn't walk around naked anymore. <laughs> Not that I ever did. But, you know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Again, Warren, I, I, I just really appreciate the matter in which, uh, you know, you, you, you've taken your own personal lessons, own personal learnings. And, and, and the piece around this um, that I, I'm a big proponent of is, is the sharing component, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. not that I've learned these lessons, I've kept them to myself, but I use them to benefit just me and me alone. It's like, okay, how can I get you to understand where this is where you need to be and why it's beneficial to you? And so is that sharing piece, which I, I, I love, I love an awful lot. So uh, I, I, I want I want to speak to that. Thank you. Something else I also uh, I know that you speak about is that the idea of lack to abundance. Yeah. And I wonder if you can sort of expand on that a bit more to help people understand uh, why that matters for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's kind of like the, the, the when we talked about the self-conscious versus self-aware. So that's the deeper level of it. But when you get into it, it's having that mindset of lack is where the self-consciousness is playing its 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 evil role in your life, okay? Because it's easy for you to say, "Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't. Oh, how am I going to get? Oh, uh, I you know." And they look at everything as a problem. They look yes. at it as everything as a challenge that I can't overcome. Right. So you give up and you say, "I can't do this." As soon as you say, and that goes to self consciousness, you know, that goes all to the ego, and and you're saying, "I can't live up to that." Instead, gremlin inside of you saying you're not good enough. I did a Facebook a live stream recently about the ants in your life, A-N-T. I'm not talking about your Aunt Tilly or your Aunt Alga. I'm talking about the automatic negative thoughts that come into your head. Ah, A-N-T. I love right? it. Those automatic negative thoughts that you go, somebody says, oh, I've got this great idea. You're going to yourself, yeah, I can't do that. So you have to change that. And, yes. and once you start to understand the difference between self-conscious and self-aware, you begin to understand that life is in your control. Yes. And when someone says, hey, let's do this, you could either say, I can't do that. Or you could say, how can I do that? Or I can do it if it's that well. So here's a perfect example. Somebody's struggling financially. Sure. Right. And they go, somebody comes to them and says, let's go out for dinner. Oh, I can't. I can't afford it. Well, what are you doing in your life that says you're struggling financially? I have a whole part of my program that shows people how to build a financial abundance. But imagine if you say, okay, let's go out, but let's not go out today. Let's go out in two weeks from now. Okay. So and then you have two weeks to say, how can I put aside some money so I can go out and enjoy life and enjoy being with my friend? Right. It's that simple. And you build on that. And you say, next time someone says it, go, great, I can do that. Yes. Part of my system is understanding <laughs> that if you put money on the side for yourself every week for different, into different funds, into different uh, uh, envelopes even. Right, right. You want to do it that way. Yeah. And one is, is labeled fun money. Nice. So that when something fun comes along, you don't say, I can't. You go, great, I got the money here. Nice. Right? One is for charity. One is for big things, you know, big purchases that come your way. Like I took my car a couple of years ago to the, to the shop thinking I was doing an oil change and whatever. There was going to be like a hundred bucks. Goes me up because, yeah, you need this, 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 this is $450. Mm. Old me would have been, oh my God. The new me went, oh, well, 
I looked in my things. I said, oh, big purchases. I have enough. There you go. I paid it from there. Look at that. Now, it takes a little discipline sure. for you to say, okay, I'm taking out of my money. But you could start with less than, I do 40%. You could start with less than that. But once you realize that you're re- the money that you're taking out is not really lost because you're figuring out how to jigger everything else out, yes. you, can, <laughs> you can move very far. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and, and it's a very cerebral process, which I love, right? Like you're, it's very conscious, it's very intentional. And you're like, this is what it's for, but it's being very specific, right? So fun money, big purchase money, like, you know, vacation money, whatever. Like it's right. all, it's being very, very intentional. And, and, and I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and by the I, way, yeah. I say that you should use some of your fun money every 90 days at least. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, what are you working for? You see this sign here? It says, never get busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Uh, say it, tell them again, Martin. I'm telling you, that's important. You, you, like, you know, we can go through life and, and, and work as hard as we can and, and do all the things to, you know, to, to, to get us to the place that we want to be. But if we're not enjoying ourselves, we haven't had fun, then what are we doing? Right. You know, you know God forbid, when you're on your deathbed, you don't want to say, I, I, I regret missing that meeting. No, I regret not living life. That's it. That's it. That's it. So a, a, a part of that is a mindset, Martin. Like part of yeah. that is, is a mindset shift. And um, there, there, there's some work involved doing that, isn't there? Oh, yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. And you're going to have some setbacks, but you got to be ready for it. And you have to have, this is such an important part. I have something in my card deck, in my, my course, that I call the cycle of A's. Okay. Okay. You see there, it's a cycle and it's a perpetual cycle. And it goes, ask for what you want. Ask the universe, ask God, ask whatever it is, whatever your higher power is for what you want. Then act, start doing the work to get it. It doesn't happen. The law of attraction is not, oh, I'm going to think about it. And tomorrow I'm going to open up my door and there's going to be a pot of gold with a million dollars and a leprechaun smiling in my face. It's just not going to happen. You got to do the work to get it. And then here's the tough one, but it's the most important one. You have to have an attitude of detached emotion to the outcome. Okay. Because if you're desperate to have it, the universe is going to make sure you don't get it. Right, right, right. And then, and then, and then, you know, things will crumble, right? Because you're like, then what, what now? Because all this emotion was invested to the outcome versus, an acceptance, you know, of what, you know, whatever happens. And if something goes along the way and it's not exactly as you want it to, you know what? It's God. It's the universe telling you, you need to make a course correction. I love it when someone says, I prayed to God and he didn't answer my prayers. Mm. He did. He said, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and oftentimes it's, it's, it's not even, no, it's just not now. Right. Right. Or not in this way. You, what you want is not what's right for you. Correct. That's so why I mean. is it in a cycle? Because it's a perpetual. Yeah. Perpetual emotion. Once you're in there, it goes from ask, act, attitude, attitude, ask, act, act. It's all within <laughs> itself. It all perpetualizes. So that's why I put it into a cycle. I love it. I love it. You know, Martin, so this, this is just so, so, certainly been an awesome chat. I'm glad I'm glad we had an opportunity to dialogue like this. Um, and I want to I want to ask you one last thing before we go around individuals, whether you're, 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 you're you know, living, you know, a, a, 
excuse me, living incredibly full every day or, or living an audacious life, you know, in, in, in either instance, you know, you, you each just have that opportunity to make that decision, make that choice, right? It's a yeah. conscious choice that we have to make. And so for those individuals, that person that's out there listening now, that's, that's there at that, at that precipice, if you will, and they've got to make that choice. What's your message to them? So that's a good one. So I, I, here's a great one for you. Are you a thermometer or are you a thermostat? Mm. Okay. A thermometer walks into the room and becomes the temperature of everything around it. it. So if they walk into a negative room, they become negative. Right. If you're a thermostat, you are setting the tone for the room. Love it. So if you walk into a room that's down, move the energy up. Got you. It may be an area that's down for a reason. Figure out why and give them hope. And by giving them hope, you're giving yourself hope. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Be, be, with Robert, let, you know, be, the, be the bar that everyone's trying to reach to, right? And set that. But I believe, I believe in every single room that we go into, we can set it, right? That's right. There, <laughs> there might be a room where someone else is, is, is. No, it's okay. So, you know, for me, it's about, are you walking to the room, turning the light on? Right. Lightening up the room or darkening the room? Right. Yeah. Are people excited to see you or excited to see you leave? God bless you. You're absolutely right. And I think each of us have that opportunity to be that individual. So, right. Um, yeah. So I, I really appreciate our conversation here. It's been fantastic. And I, I love that I got yeah. to spend this time with you. Audley. Lord, I really do appreciate that. And then thank you. You know, I, I, you know, we, we, again, to your point, we were just made there. Each and every single one of us do have that opportunity to, to be that barometer. Each and every single one of us do have, can make that difference. We got to just make that first step. That's what it comes down to. That's we just right. got to be, and, and we got to be willing to make that first step, even though we can't see what's in front of us. Right. And, and we so, have to be willing to fail yeah, along yeah. the way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because through, through, through those failures, we can learn lessons. And so. Exactly. That's so awesome. Uh, let, Martin, we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, let's, let's see your book here one more time there. So people know it's out now. You can grab a copy of Warrior to Warrior, Warrior to Warrior. <laughs> That's your, 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 your accent is coming out now too. <laughs> so Warrior to Warrior, O-W-O to W-A, Warrior to Warrior. And the best way for them to find out about me, I guess, would say to go to connectwithmartin.com. Amazing. You can get free things like, you can find out more about the cycle of A's. I have a free gift to you there. You can buy my cards, Warrior to Warrior. You could find, you could make an appointment to talk to me. You could buy the book, 20 yeah. bucks. You find the book, you really go, oh, I really like what this guy says. Let's go on. Oh, right. 20 bucks. I didn't like it. I'll throw it into the fireplace. What's the difference? <laughs> Sorry, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, I, I, think, I think you're offering a ton of value, Martin, uh, and, and, and listeners, I'd encourage them to, to check you out, connect with you directly, uh, uh, the, the book, the cards, uh, the coaching sessions, whatever. I think, I think all three, there's value in those. So thank you for this, Martin. I appreciate you being here on the Audacious Living Podcast. Congratulations again on all your success and uh, all the best, my friend. Thank you, sir. Have a great day and live incredibly full every day. I love it. I so love that. That's awesome. <laughs> 
back. We are here on the podcast. And much thanks and appreciation goes out to Martin uh, for being here and, and sharing his personal story. I think the, the, the Warriors Life Code is incredibly powerful uh, and definitely in line with what we preach here on this podcast with respect to living our best life that we possibly can. So, so Martin, thank you so, so much for being here. You know, I really appreciated so much of what Martin had to share with us today, but you know, if I take one thing from our conversation, it would have to be this. In today's fast-paced, demanding world, negative thinking can easily creep into our minds, affecting our emotions, behaviors, and overall well-being. Whether it's self-doubt, pessimism, or dwelling on past failures, these negative thoughts can hinder personal growth, relationship, as well as our personal success. By consciously shifting our mindset towards positivity and eliminating, eliminating negative thinking patterns, we can unlock our true potential and lead a happier, more fulfilling life. Here are the steps that we can take to embrace positivity and eliminate that negative thinking. Now, negative thinking tends to be self-perpetuating, creating a vicious cycle that traps us in a state of pessimism and dissatisfaction. It drains our energy, uh, diminishes our self-confidence, and limits our ability to see opportunities and solutions. By recognizing the, the detrimental effects of negative thinking, we can motivate ourselves to break free from its grasp. The very first step involves eliminating negative, the very first step in limiting negative thinking uh, is developing self-awareness. Pay attention to your thoughts and notice the patterns of negativity. Identify triggers that contribute to negative thinking, such as comparing yourself to others, you know, dwelling on mistakes that you've made in the past, or anticipating future failures. By becoming aware of these patterns, you can, you can now interrupt them and consciously choose a more positive perspective. Once you've identified that negative thoughts, it's now the important task of challenging their validity. Ask yourself, is there any, any evidence to support these thoughts or if they are based on assumptions or irrational fears? You can replace negative thoughts with positive affirmations and realistic counterstatements. For, for example, if you catch yourself thinking, uh, I'll never succeed, simply just replacing, replacing it with, I am capable of overcoming the challenges of achieving my goals. Our environment greatly influences our, our thoughts and emotions without question. So surround yourself with positive influences. People who are supportive of you and uplifting experiences that bring you joy and energy. You know, engage in activities that can, where you can practice gratitude. Again, I talked about joy uh, and seek out inspiring content such as books, podcasts like this one, or motivational speeches. By immersing yourself in that world of positivity, you create a nurturing space for personal growth, resilience, and mindset. Mindfulness is a powerful tool for shifting our focus from negative thinking to the present moment. By, by cultivating mindfulness through practices like med meditation, uh, deep breathing, or even journaling, we can silence that negative chatter in our minds and foster a sense of calmness and clarity. 
Develop a habit of acknowledging, celebrating your achievements, no matter how small they may seem. Recognizing your progress and embracing a growth mindset because that absolutely encourages positivity and boosts your own self-confidence. By celebrating these small victories, you reinforce positive thinking and motivate yourself to keep moving forward regardless of the circumstances. Eliminating negative thinking and embracing positivity is a lifelong journey that requires commitment and practice. By shifting our mindset, challenging negative thoughts, and and surrounding ourselves with positivity, we have the ability to transform our lives in profound ways. So remember, it's not about denying the existence of challenges or setbacks, but rather it's choosing to respond to them with resilience, optimism, and a belief in our own abilities. Through conscious effort and a a commitment to ongoing self-improvement, we are putting ourselves on the pathway to live our best audacious lives ever. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com and all you've got to do is enter in your uh, email address and you'll be alerted every time we've got new content that comes out. As always, I say thank you and express my appreciation to all those lovers of audaciousness and our incredible viewers and listeners uh, that support this podcast. And I say thank you from the bottom of my heart because without you, this wouldn't be possible. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.